Let me get closer to the mic. You're probably wondering why we've been away for such a long time. Sometimes mental breaks are necessary, you know? That's what I always like to say. And just to get cut to the chase, we have an illustrious guest in the building. But first, welcome to Everything Cool. The tourists come over to chill on the beach But they don't come over the hill where we sleep We got nightmares and they got fantasies No sanity, it's just insanity My mommy hoping nothing happens to me Ooh. Hey, I am Lord Jalen Willett the sage mr cool for us all that stuff i remember we was on actually we was on the that was google meet the other night yep yeah and it was like yo you have this most braggadocious big impactful introduction <laughs> and that's like you know that's what i'd be doing but you know we have the usual suspects the party of one in the background we have mr giovanni aka pg13 aka pg13 aka your favorite non bay aka hidden in plain sight aka too many AKs. too many AKs. oh man and our guest for the day is i can let him introduce himself yes matt sweeting aka your agent for life aka we do one transaction together you will never know need to know another agent i'm done with akas <laughs> <laughs> oh man and the, the fun story i mean we probably get into some of the backstory how i met matt but before how we start off every show is with the behemoth word phrase the saying of the day and we always give that on a tag, yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, word for the day? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all phrase for the day, no slopping up. No That's slopping it. up. I was literally thinking that one. I think we never had that before. I don't uh, think we did. I think AC had mentioned it, but yeah. Um, we ain't right? yeah. had that before. So no slopping up. So let's get into the chase. So me as a... Uh, I guess an entrepreneur, I'm always looking for ways to diversify my portfolio. So, you know, starting in 2017, you know, you are going in probably basically somewhat getting more financially literate. Then I started looking for credit unions, start putting money there and save towards my emergency fund. And then in excess, took that additional savings and started creating IP in different brands. Then it went for me doing that and investing in crypto, then a mutual fund, um, re, not that like last year, government bonds, but the last bit on my investment portfolio when I get into is real estate. And this could be a very tricky field to somewhat get into because people think it's so simple. So what best not to do or what the best thing to do is get a realtor. <laughs> or you know, so tell us about how you got into whole space. Um, how do you even like what's the first thing you need to do to become a real estate agent at the Bahamas? Let me get my phone right quick. Yeah. So first thing you need to do to become a real estate agent is you need to find an agency that's willing to sponsor you. Right. There's oh, an apprenticeship wow. period that's required three months prior to eligibility to sit the exam. And then three months after you've successfully passed it, the exam okay. itself 
if you get an agency that sponsors you or willing to take you on as an apprentice. Um, the exam is uh, a five day exam with wow. the uh, uh, course with the exam on the sixth day. It requires an 80 percent passing grade or, or grade to pass. OK. Um, and currently it just went up recently. So right now mm. with that, it's about two thousand two hundred and forty dollars. What? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Would you? Is that a what low or what high? That's a what high. We just, okay. There's so much yeah. things because the whole real estate argument. I know you probably heard um, the whole renting the own and all these other contrived different mm-hmm. debates and things like that. But just to become a real estate agent, you have to. How do people sponsor you? Like what credentials you have to have? Like yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you don't need any particular credentials. There are obviously some things that would assist, right? Your ability to engage people, uh, sell (laughs) is important. Um, but, but people come into real estate with a variance of backgrounds. Okay. Um, and, and that could be anything from customer service to sales, to hospitality, uh, or even private bankers and attorneys, uh, have become real estate agents. So people from all over the gamut. Because you have to have money. Nobody, no regular person have like 2000 just laying around. Be like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take an exam that right, I wake up one, Right, wake up one morning. I you take know. a five-day course to be a real estate agent. And that I, I have a high possibility can, that I may not hit this 80%. And I can that. spend this two grand. Right, if oh, I yeah. fail. Yeah, that's right. just two grand. I feel it. I feel it twice myself. Oh, you got oh, money. Oh, you got money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Let me one ace. Let me one ace. Okay. So after that, um, so after that process, how long do you start to actually practice in the field? And then how do most people like generate a clientele? Yeah, certainly. Uh, social media has become such a big deal for, for every every business. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and, and real estate is no exception to that. And so a lot of our business nowadays is being generated from uh, TikTok. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to go Facebook. I, I, was gonna, yeah. I was going to go Facebook, but I won't go as bizarre as possible just yeah. to show you how. So, but TikTok is the new like tool, especially is, since yeah. 2020. Yeah. And, and we're using all platforms. I mean, from yeah. like today, Instagram. In, in, a, in a day, we're posting LinkedIn, Facebook, uh-huh. Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, uh, blog posts, website. Uh, so we're, we're hitting seven to eight platforms a day. To get the word out there about new listings, come to us for real estate. Okay, that's that's cool. So in twenty twenty one, how do I purchase? How do I get into the real estate market? Yeah. What's the first initial step? So there's a buyer question now. I want to buy real estate. How do I do it? Or yeah. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> so or how do I invest? Basically. Yeah, invest in real estate. So uh-huh. I always tell people you gotta get your money right first, right? Mm. <laughs> um and anytime I say that I start thinking of Kanye, wait till I get <laughs> my money. money, right? Oh <laughs> <laughs> but but that's the first step. That's All step right. number one. Any 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 big move, usually it starts with with knowing where you are. And where you are is how much money do I have to invest? Mm. And you know, one of the things that we like to talk about is you need have anywhere between 10 to 15 percent at minimum yeah to purchase real estate so a scenario is two hundred thousand. you need at least uh, 20k yeah you need uh, at, at, at least 20 at least 20 to thirty thousand dollars in savings yeah <laughs> you don't if you ain't got <laughs> yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Loss, yeah. <laughs> you know people ain't got the got mm. the 20 30 to make that's what i'm saying mm. that's what we about to get into is we we gonna get deep yeah. today so you need so, about 20 you know. 30k and then after that 
in addition to you not only having that liquidity, uh-huh. you also need to go to the bank. You need to have a job. So you don't need to, to put bank. the twenty percent down. You just need to show the, that you have this in savings. A part of it, a part of it is is putting putting it down. Okay. But there's some other fees associated. You paying VAT on real estate. Yeah, that's bank. what I'm saying. So you need mm-hmm. you don't need just the ten to fifteen. I was say, I've been told that you need that ten to fifteen plus another ten to fifteen. No, I think the I think the ten to fifteen percent will cover you generally speaking okay. for the entire transaction. Okay. That that includes legal fees, that includes VAT on the purchase as okay. well. Right okay. Um uh we you would ask a question before. We kind of digress a bit. Um uh so twenty percent down. Yep, twenty percent down. Oh, I was talking about the, the banking side of it. Okay. So so in addition to that, now you need to show the bank, hey, listen, if a mortgage, let's go back to that two hundred thousand. If a mortgage for a two hundred thousand dollar property is let's call it a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars a month. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, then your salary needs to be in excess of that mm-hmm. to show that you could pay that consistently for the twenty five years that you get in the mortgage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so those are the two factors you need to work on. And most financial institutions want you to have been on that job and showing that income for two years. Wow. Plus. Wow. And so that makes it a lot a very challenging for people who are self employed or don't manage their finances properly. Right. Yeah, because I was telling, and I, before I even met you in person, I came across your page on TikTok. And I was telling a friend the other day, I was like, wait, the little condo you posted, I can't, me personally, I know I can't qualify for that until <laughs> like the next two or three years because, you know, I just started, well, because of the pandemic, reset a lot of people, mm-hmm. me included, and trying to climb back up. I'm like, I'm not going to be in that position. So all, obviously, a lot of people will always argue. Um, you got to save and go buy a house. And I was talking to a friend the other day. I was like, wait, to be honest, most people, you can't, most people can't save to buy no house Agreed. by themselves. Agreed. Unless you go get married and you can put together and maybe you have a chance then. Mm-hmm. But most people ain't getting married today. And yeah. most people, especially in the Bahamas, can't really save themselves into getting real estate. Yep. And what do you say to that? I, I say that's a fact. Um, and... Um, you know that's that's where we we go. We need to weave that phrase in that we open with all throughout the the, the part today. Mm. And and most of us, we just gotta stop slapping up, right? Mm. We just had you know the last time I was in this conference room, we recording we were recording a testimonial from a young guy, might be twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, I saw the video. The like, yeah, you know. And so, young guy uh, who just purchased his first piece of pers- piece of real estate. Okay. Um. So what that what that tells us now is he had the the thing that we know is real. Yeah. He had that fifteen to twenty K in savings. Mm-hmm. So it's not impossible, mm-hmm. but it does require some discipline. It does require you to right. delay, gratify, and it's something that's a phrase as well that our generation we don't have what does that yeah. mean? <laughs> and and that means that means instead of hanging out, instead of falling out, Mm-hmm. Instead of the iPhone 13, instead of mm-hmm. whatever it is so. you wasting money on or spending money on on things you don't need, you need to delay gratify so you could get the big bag and the big bag is real estate. Yeah, but I'm glad you said that I had a new iPhone because I was just teased the other day. Like I got a Samsung S9 Plus. This phone like almost going on four years old, mm-hmm. and like this cost me like a thousand when I first bought it in 2018. Mm-hmm. But I still got it today. Right. Most people are like, boy, I gotta get a new phone every da da da. I'm like, bro, but it's this still working. Like, right. you know, I can still call, I can still take pictures and things right. like that. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, but obviously, I know younger people that 
get into um, real estate. So what would you say should be your first real estate investment? Should it be like something more residential or commercial? Yeah. So I, I have this philosophy that I think everybody in their 20s, everybody in their 30s, and it, it, it depends on your family dynamics. But okay. I think everybody that's young right now that's looking to to win big. And most people in our demographic, we won't be rich. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's no joke about that, right? And so we want the bike. Uh-huh. And if we want the bike, then we need to, you know, when you open, you were talking about mutual funds and crypto and this and that. Nice. We are looking for ways to get up that financial ladder. Uh-huh. And so the way to do that in real estate is to make your first investment, an investment that's going to pay you out. Uh-huh. You could take the liquidity from that, get in it again, right? And so if we, I, I like the Monopoly example because it's almost yeah. like, hey, listen, in, in your 20s and 30s, you only could afford Baltic Avenue and Mediterranean, right? Mm-hmm. You buy Baltic Avenue, Mediterranean, and, and this is what I'm telling all young people, put a duplex on that. But instead of a traditional duplex, we're going to do a detached duplex. So it's the same concept, same footprint. Oh, what is the t- a detached yeah. duplex exactly? And it, it is exactly what it, what it is. It so is. It means that they do not share a wall. Right. Okay. And so as opposed to the normal duplex where you bang on the wall and your neighbor could hear yeah, that. Right. Yeah. They just don't share a wall. So it's almost like two single family homes on one, one property. property. OK. Right. Mm. Now, what that gives you the ability to do as opposed to selling it as a duplex. You can sell it as two lots. You can sell it as two homes. Right. OK. That that jumps your your income potential drastically. So even if we were to use that two hundred thousand. Let's assume you did that as a duplex, mm. right? It it the value might be two hundred thousand, but when you detach those, now they actually become one fifty, one seventy five. So the buy went from two hundred thousand is what you would have made mm. to now three hundred and fifty potentially. Mm. And so that's the first play. You do that one time, then you jump onto another property, do that again. You do that three four times consecutive, and again it does require some energy because construction is a headache, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. But if you got the the ability to move, you still your, your mommy ain't pushing you to move out the house. Yeah. Use that opportunity, the good job you have, the money you have in savings to now pursue that bike for three, four years uh-huh. and win big. But okay, that sounds that tail all that sounds good, but the tail end, because I think a lot of Bahamian parents would always well, everybody's always push say stay as at home as long as possible. But a lot of people don't have that good job per se and then a lot of them sort of absorbing some of the costs at home True. so like even in some cases some people paying their parents mortgage now when they fresh out of yeah. college so um what advice would you give that and then also would you what do you because i always say when i was going to build a house i would never build from the ground up i always go find like a foreclosure mm-hmm. and then just add a fix and shift and then flip the house when i don't want it no more so what do you would you would you think is best? The second question is what you think is just building from the ground up is better or finding something already established and putting your spin on it? Again, it, it 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 is a really a specific question depending on who you are and where you are, right? Okay. So, you know, building from scratch, um, there's some headaches involved because construction is always a bit of a nightmare. There's a nightmare in there somewhere, right? Yeah. Something will go wrong and you need to expect that. Uh, the second alternative of buying something that requires some fixing up is less of a headache, obviously, because most of the property is already there. Yeah. Maybe you're just changing out cabinets, flooring, 
uh, maybe even a roof. But again, it's not the whole building. Yeah. And so it really depends on where you are and what your situation is. Do you, are you going to need to move into this property? And if you don't need to move into it, uh, I would suggest building from the ground up. There's another variable there as well. Construction prices have increased yeah. uh, within 2021, late 2020. Yeah, but there's the different shortages and things like that. Correct. And so that has that caused construction costs to go up considerably. And so in this particular market, prices are going down a little bit in construction now. And so maybe early 2022, it might be good, a better option to build again. Mm. But from the perspective we just spoke of, Doing a fixer up might be best in this season just because you aren't getting those new construction prices for the whole build. Yeah, because like I saw one of my friends, like he bought a house when it was probably twenty eighteen, late twenty eighteen and early twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. I saw he took a house and then he got a contract and opened up the kitchen, shift around this room, cut this thing, da 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 da. And I was like, and I always told my boy who works at the bank, I'm like, bro, I'm not trying to no buy no line and then billing. No, give me something to me see. And I could be like, all right, I can clear this down, move this, add this here, and boom, last headache. You don't have to go through the years. So is it is it overall caught okay, why is the mortgage the same for a fixed operate and when you build from the ground up? Because yeah. I never understood that. Because I'm like, someone was paying on this mortgage before. Right. So why is it you right. know? So, yeah, there are a couple of scenarios where you're getting a fix-up. You're getting a fix-up in instance where someone needs to get out quickly, right? Uh-huh. Um, or it's a repossession. Um, or it's a private seller that don't have the money to pump back into it. Mm. Either of those three scenarios, they're getting an appraisal. And that right. appraisal is telling them, hey, the land is worth such and such. And land prices hardly see fluctuations. It's yeah. the building price where you see the greater fluctuation, right? It right? It's going down. down yeah. Uh, to a larger degree than than the than the land, and and surprise, land does go down depending on what's happening in the area, right? Yeah. But more often than not, it's going up. Yeah. Um, and so those factors could could determine whether whether it's good to build or not. But to your question about why is a fixer upper the same thing? In fixer uppers, the bank the bank wants security, okay. and security means listen, if you get a house that needs a new roof. We want you to borrow not only for the house, but the roof as well. Because if we need to take this back for you, we don't want the trouble in having to sell a house that need a new roof. Okay. And so the bank is saying, okay, well, it's it's one hundred and fifty thousand, but it could be worth if the new roof is on it, it could be worth uh, seventy five thousand. They want you to get the loan for the house and the construction. Alright, because I, I feel like it's like a complete like scam. Like, <laughs> like because it's like wait, but because I never understood that, but then it makes sense to where it's like wait, like yeah, this ain't really worth the same, and yeah, this other person that pay on this thing, but we want your money still to keep our whole situation fluctuating. Mm-hmm. So back to the something I brought up in the intro was you know the whole argument between renting and owning. Mm-hmm. And what's what's your take on that conversation? And what's the pros and cons of home ownership? Yeah, I I only like renting if renting is a part of a longer term strategy, right? Mm. If if renting fits into, you know, the puzzle where we're saying, hey, listen, I go, I could do this a couple of times, right? Mm. That's where I love renting as an option, right? So let's assume again we use the same scenario. You found a lot in the Carmichael Road area. Yeah. Um, 
uh, you got the lot at 80,000 and you're going to put a duplex on it, it's going to cost you about 120. So we can still use that $200,000 number. Mm. You could get potentially $1,300 for rent for a new build in Kamaiko. Um, But your rent, you might only need an efficiency because you still, or your contribution to the house might only be like 800. Mm. So that means you'll be cash positive on the unit you would have lived in, mm. right? So 1300 on on the unit you would have lived in right. versus the 800 that where, where you're contributing now. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so I like that because that's a strategy. And then you still sell the next unit. You end up very liquid there. So I like renting as a strategy, but not as a permanent right. base because right. it gives you no ownership. It doesn't give you any leverage. Mm-hmm. Right. In other words, like the payment say, again, you got you just got to make it make sense. Because yeah. that makes sense. sense. Yeah. Which yeah. is not. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick short break. And when we come back, I'm going to ask him a serious question. <laughs> is it really realistic for Bahamas to own homes? We'll be right back. Just smoothly gracing on in. Um, PG had a quick question. Yeah, in the last segment, I like a little Monopoly reference and stuff like that. Would you say that a real estate realtor, their favorite game would be Monopoly? Yes, it is definitely my favorite <laughs> game. Uh, outside of Monopoly, uh, my my family don't usually like it because I is a murder. I just I murder imagine. people in Monopoly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have my sons crying. I be <laughs> I be putting all kind of strategies in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but outside of that, I play Scrabble. Mm. Yeah, you think I just killed my wife? You think being good at Monopoly would make you a good real estate agent? I think the concept. I think the concept is definitely usable in real life, and I like to use it because there there are definite correlations. That Baltic Avenue Mediterranean, right? No, people would be sleeping on on Mediterranean, but you put a hotel on Mediterranean. That's how I kill people a lot too. That's right. I kill people later. That's right. And so and so, what that means in real life is, and this is something that our generation often don't get: Mm. buy property in the ghetto. We, yeah, that's what we call <laughs> no, but right? I like I like how you said it though, because mm-hmm. I have this theory mm-hmm. from what Doctor Menace did. He made the inner city, um, fight for a five free zone. Mm. It is my belief that in the next ten to fifteen years, they about to soon gentrify the mm-hmm. inner city. Mm-hmm. I can see that coming, like because mm-hmm. it's like okay, when that port finished downtown, mm-hmm. that property value there gonna be high. True, and I'm like, True. and I always was like. I'm gonna hold my money for when that happened. Yeah, I right. come sweet. It's like you know, I just waiting. But piggybacking off that, do you feel like it's realistic that Bahamians can actually own homes with all these high costs? Because I feel like this ain't no cheap game. Like okay, like let's say for instance, uh, side hustle business. You probably only need like five thousand dollars, you know, just to start up to get your brand and get the product and then get out there. But for like to get in real estate, you're talking about tens of thousands yeah mm-hmm. so yeah you know. so yeah i i agree it is it is extremely challenging yeah it is very very challenging and you know we live in one of the most expensive countries in the world indeed so mm-hmm. so you know to your point it does require often requires and you know that young guy I speak of he didn't just have a job right yeah. he had a job plus a side hustle mm-hmm. uh that he's pursuing and i think that's the strategy for a lot of us if we're going to beat the game mm-hmm. right 
Um, again, you know, let's go back to the Monopoly reference. You know, I, I you you need to be using chance and uh, uh, community chess to try to get your get your game up. And the community chess means your business. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. your that's your side hustle. So what can you do on the side? We we have another client who, in the turn of the pandemic, oh, in the turn of the plastic, uh, ban. Yeah, she mm-hmm. started selling bikes to places like Nicole's and stuff like that. She's a private banker mm-hmm. as a full time job, but now and she's selling bikes in Nicole's. Nice. Um, and so, again, I think the the move is to is to is to figure out what can I do as a side hustle that could now supplement what I make full time, mm-hmm. so that yeah. I could so that I could so that that make, I could get Baltimore Avenue Mediterranean. I ain't gonna lie, I just run away from Johnson Community Jazz. <laughs> you know, because I I scared of that one guard. Pay for mm. your house repairs and then right, oh, right, 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 right. That has killed me. That has killed me. I need to start. That has cost me. That has cost me lose the game sometimes. I got you. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I have Solid. so much property. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. But mm-hmm. like I was saying, so over the hill in different different communities, you finally just building up. Because I often say, you know, most people probably only can get their first home through inheriting property from people, and then obviously we live in longer, so that's going to take way more time. Mm-hmm. So, but something I admonish you for doing is you talk about not just the home ownership aspect, you talk about financial literacy. And I think that's where it sort of needs to start because you can't just jump in this whole yep. without mm-hmm. understanding how money works. And right. everyone like, yeah, you can put $25, like, you know, how our X have like 18 to $25 for a stock right. and you would buy it. And like, it's like, when you come to real estate, that's that big boy thing. It's, <laughs> it's understanding, okay, you need these lawyer fees, the, the fees for the real estate agent, you need to go to the bank for this. Mm-hmm. Then you have to deal with the contractors and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So this ain't no simple thing. But I think um, people sort of minimize it and such because they be like, well, buying a house is like renting an apartment. I'm like, no, it ain't. <laughs> like, right. Right. Like, like, that, that's complete, like, <laughs> completely, they're different. completely different. Because right. I'm like, well, when you're in an apartment, all you have to do is pay for rent and insurance and pay your rent. Right. Yep. When at home, you got to apply and make sure this is in good standing and work a solid job for two years. And yep. then mm-hmm. after you get the house, you now you have to pay uh, property, property tax uh-huh. and then mm-hmm. maintenance fees. And then mm-hmm. a lot of people, I remember I was talking to my aunt one time, she was like, oh, I sell my house because I had to change the roof. I'm like, but did you change the roof when you bought the house? No. <laughs> I'm like, you bought this roof? You bought this house when I was five. You sold this house when I was like 27. Right. <laughs> like, you have to change the roof. Yeah, That's yeah, a yeah, part yeah, of the sure. house. Right. Sure. So, like, you know, you have situations like that. So, what should I look for when I first purchase a home? Yeah, certainly. There are a couple of things you should look for. Um, what is happening in the area? Um, you need to be very cognizant of that. And and that means uh, drive the area in the night, drive the area in the rain. A lot of people, what happens oftentimes oh, no. when it's raining, people say, boy, I cancel that show in, right? Yeah. But that's the best time to look at real estate because now you know, does the area flood? You could answer that yourself when, when it's raining, right? Right, yeah. Um, but what's happening in the area? You know, three or four doors down, has someone renovated their property? Do you see standby generators? Does everybody through the corner have security bars? Right. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a that's a flag. It ain't I don't know if it's red it fully red, but it's a flag. Right. Um uh do people have hurricane impact windows? What's the new construction in the area? Um are prices on the incline or the decline? Is the area on the incline or decline? Is there uh an unfinished home where niggas hanging out outside? 
Uh, <laughs> right? 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 Is a is a motorbike up the road where, where, where you could smell dope when you pass the corner. All of these things right. are indicative about the area, right? Okay. Um, and so then when you look at the area, then look at the home. How old is the home? How many days on market has it been? Uh, what is the condition of it? Ask the people who are showing you the home, the agent or the private owner, uh, is there anything that I need to know about the home? Have you had it appraised? Mm -hmm. uh, so all of these things you want to look at. Then you want to go back in with an inspector. You want to get an agent. Uh, so uh, you need an inspector and an agent. You you don't need an agent. Uh, you do not need an agent. Uh, nor do you need an inspector. But it's it's good to have both. Okay. It's good to have an agent so that he could he could from a real estate perspective. He or she. He or she. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I talk about me. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, so, so, that, so that they could help you answer the real estate part of it. The, mm. Some of the things I th say that you should look out for, they could answer. Okay. Um, and then the inspector is really going to do a deep dive into him. He's going to crawl in the roof. He's going to walk on the roof. Uh, he is going to see what's happening in the area as it relates to termites and other factors like that. Okay. Because mm. I saw well, I saw on a property what you had on your, your TikTok. And I think, I can't remember the price for it. But I was like. Well, you better take 40k off <laughs> I was like yo i gonna need uh, like at least 60k to fix this up because if this wrong with it this wrong with it this wrong with it you gotta take the wood off of this and my man just like you calculate yeah like you know i'm yeah. like that ain't about to be uh, so it's like all right but um so another question i had oh so we understand that you need finances to get into real estate what do you think about, is it possible? So let, let's say me and PG want to start a company just just buys real estate and then fixes home. Is that possible in the Bahamas and how does that work? Yeah, definitely possible. Uh, definitely possible. Unfortunately, for companies and for um, people who are not related by marriage, uh, the down payment goes up. Uh, mm, and I, 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 I think I, the bank's perspective on that is the risk is higher. It is yeah. a stronger likelihood of you and PJ falling out than you and your wife, right? Mm. <laughs> Pre-COVID. Pre-COVID. Pre true, true. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, and, so, and so for that reason, to mitigate their risk, they increase the, the, the down payment required. So when okay. we were talking 5% before, now that's 20 30 percent wow yeah. <laughs> like, okay yeah. so i because i was wondering i was like yo why because in the u.s i know people make um llc's to where um you sort of medicate costs i mm -hmm. remember I, I was watching the jay morrison video one mm -hmm. time and he was telling carrie elson because she was saying she had properties in the bahamas and he was saying yo you should put all them under an LLC. llc or right. a limited faction so you could take the liabilities off of you mm -hmm. and you can liquidate the company and do all that trickery mm -hmm. so i'm like what a smart yes and i'm like i see other behemoths do that same thing too or whatever whether they be named whatever so i'm like mm -hmm. i want to do that eventually. well yeah that's definitely yeah. that's definitely the move and I, that's the move that's the move again if uh, you know <laughs> for the original people's network where you share free opinions right <laughs> where, where, where you're a very opinionated crew uh, um, and you might potentially put yourself at liability sometime, right? Yeah. Um, you want to avoid the potential of someone coming back and saying, "Oh, you own Baltic Avenue. Let me let me get that. Let me <laughs> yeah, get that yeah, off you, man." Right? Yeah. No, that's why I said I ain't calling no names because I know who own companies that own land, but I ain't gonna call them. Right, 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 right. right. See, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is easier, like buying just the land itself or buying a home? 
it's definitely easier to buy the land just because the cost is okay. without the house on it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, you know, one one story I'll, I'll tell very quickly of a guy, young guy, uh-huh. bought a lot. He had a good job at at the at uh, the hotel. Uh, bought this lot, but then did not have the now the financial credit ability to build on it. Mm-hmm. And then the development took a dive. So if he bought it a hundred. The developer still had a bunch of lots, but the values dived, so the lots were only selling for eighty thousand. The developer was selling their lots for eighty thousand. He bought it hundred. It's a hypothetical. So now he's stuck with the lot because he can't sell it for what he bought it for, and, and he's taking he can't a loss. build, mm-hmm. and he can't right. build because now he don't have he the, the, the income to support wow. a, a construction loan. Oof. So he was stuck wow. with that for quite a while. He's just seeing his way out of that now. Mm. Um, and so again, it's it's, a, it's about strategy. Wow, we getting all the breakdown. <laughs> Quick, so let's talk about Crown Land. Yeah. And obviously, this really applies to a lot of the main outer islands to where you want to get a nice property on the island, but none of it is really like real estate. All of it is gov- like Crown Land. You have to go through the government to get this 20-year lease. And then that system has been backlogged since the 80s. Like mm-hmm. no, many babies haven't gotten Crown Land since Penland days. Mm-hmm. So what was your take on that? Uh, I, I, you know, and I, I left that question there cause I like to tell people I don't know, right? Mm. I like people to know. I don't know. Sometimes I do not mm. know everything. Right. <laughs> I, I call myself a real estate expert and, and, and to a degree, yeah. uh, I am, I am just that, but okay. I don't know everything. Okay. I've never had that, um, had a client pursue crown land and successfully get it. Right. Mm. Okay. Yeah. But I think the play is in generation land. That's a different story. So your Grammy, your mummy, uh-huh. is probably connected with, has property in Long Island that's been either deeded to them or your family resides on it. Okay. I think there's a play there and maybe a, you and PJ getting together and say, hey, bro, let's put a shock on this, right? We won't officially own the land, but we can put a shock on this. There'll be a good place for us to get away for those mental health breaks, right? Mm-hmm. right. But also, mental health breaks are important. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But also for Airbnb. So mm. now you have the ability to rent that as an Airbnb. And what I keep shouting over the over the rooftops is when people are traveling nowadays, they are looking for experiences. Yeah. So they want to be someplace where the roosters crow in, where pot cakes running around, and where your Grammy could be right up the hill, and your Grammy could teach them how to make pea soup and dough from scratch. Mm. I like that. I like that. Why are you just knocking all these out of the, the <laughs> park? So finally. So the word mortgages, what if you break that down, it's like morgue, which is places <laughs> where things die and ages mm-hmm. to go from life to death. And yes. basically in this sense, you're when you get a mortgage, you're basically shelling out money until you die. Yes, yes. And I always said I was like, yo, Bro, I ain't never get no mortgage, bro. Like <laughs> that, that, like I was like, yo, to spend almost thirty years paying on this house, where at any time a bank or something could happen, a bank could take it. Even though it might be twenty years in, because I miss a payment, the bank take it. And what was the other part? And then what's the best way to handle a mortgage? How do you like shorten that time period? Yep. When paying. On a mortgage, but some people, they might have a thirty-year mortgage, but cut it down that they only paying out for ten years. Certainly. So, certainly. what's the best? Like, give us your um, yeah. expertise on that. Certainly, certainly. 
So, you know, to that earlier point, is is um is it could be until you die, but it actually could be until the mortgage dies, until the note that you carry on that property dies, right? What's uh, that exactly? Uh so you get a twenty five year mortgage. Yeah. You you live <laughs> beyond the twenty five years of the mortgage. Mm -hmm. When that mortgage ends, then it's speaking to the death of that agreement, mm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so that is that dies then. The agreement you have with the lending institution dies at that point. After the 25 years. Correct. Correct. So, okay, so you would only have to pay up until the 25 years and then it's over? And right. then it's over. Then you own it free and clear. Okay, so you can so pay your way out of the... You can, you can, okay. you can, okay. you can. So, th so this is the okay. second part of your question. Mm. The way that you do that, uh, mm. I'm, and I'll take this moment to kind of plug, we talked about financial wellness and financial uh, mm. preparedness. Uh, Druber Solutions is a, is a company that I'm subscribed to, uh, a number of their cohorts. They put on these three events where they teach a nine-week course on financial wellness. Mm. One of the things they talk about in this course is the additional payment per year. Right. Mm -hmm. So 13 payments, 12 months, mm -hmm. you pay an additional payment every year. Right. And so as opposed to putting your money in savings and only paying the amount you're we talked about a mortgage of about a thousand dollars or thirteen hundred dollars a month. Um, then you're paying a 13th, an additional payment on that every year. But what you can do monthly is pay additional payments that can potentially knock your mortgage in half. And oftentimes, I mean, like. We as Bahamians, generally speaking, we ain't paying nothing extra, right? Yeah. The bill is 69, 69. We're paying 69, 69. Mm -hmm. um, but again, if you're going to be smart about it, the smart thing to do is pay an additional payment a year. But uh, any opportunity where you get a little win, you get a little buy, go ahead and, and, and put something on the principal. So logically, could I knock my 25-year mortgage down to five years? Potentially. Uh, again, the bank is in the business of getting you for the 25 years, right? You, oh, so there ain't no way out. They really no, you, trying. You could, you could get out. I mean, there's some ways you can get out, but yeah. there's some penalties involved, right? What? And some restrictions, yes. <laughs> what? This one, man. You can't win. You can't Murder. Win. Murder. Tell death. Oh, man. They're trying to hold you till death. They, wow. want, they want you to, but there are ways to do it. Uh, uh, you can negotiate. So one thing to note about mortgages is that uh, to a large degree, most of or some of, rather, some of the clauses that you are signing and agreeing to are negotiable. Mm -hmm. Your interest rate, uh, uh, is it fixed or, or variable? A, a lot of the, the, the clauses are negotiable. And so that means that you can negotiate. I want the ability to pay two principal payments per month or three principal payments per month. I don't want any penalty if I pay off my mortgage in this time. And so you have to negotiate those things. Usually a, a number of institutions are hard and fast on them. Mm -hmm. But you need to understand what are you allowed to do and maximize that doing, Is that, if that makes sense. So if they're saying you only could pay two payments, then pay the two payments. If they're saying you only could pay this amount of your principal per month, then do that. Man, I'm trying to knock this out of the park. But this was great, Mark. Even though you telling me I can't wiggle myself out, but I still want a house. <laughs> I so I, I like that couple of things he showed. I was like, I like that right there, but I ain't got the money yet. Right, <laughs> right. But thank you so much for coming on Everything Cool. Actually, Matt is a very big fan of Everything Cool. I was no, astonished. No. I almost was like, can't be. Can't. When he started telling me things from different episodes, I only could laugh. Because I'm like, someone out there really watching. But thank you again. Um, all of Matt's information will be down in the description. 
as well as when we drop different clips you'll see his handle and hit him up if you're in the bahamas you do the turks and caicos too or just in the i bahamas? do not only the bahamas okay if you're in the bahamas and you need any real estate need hit up my sweeting my sweeting.com my sweeting.com yes yeah and then I don't know if you want to give out your number like that. Yeah, man. 808 <laughs> Only for real estate today. That's, That's money. <laughs> That's money. And we can catch y'all next time on Everything Cool. Yes. There you see.